0: All right, Ram. It's been a while.
1: It has. I want to I kind of apologize to the audience. It's been a, been a tough month. I've had a yeah. lot of transitions going, so we've had to take a few weeks off.
0: I also would like to uh, say that for people who listen all the time, it doesn't seem like that because we have an episode that comes out like once a week. Exactly. They don't know, but we know. But we, we, this is our first time recording since it's literally been about a it's month. been about a month
1: which feels like a yeah. fucking lifetime on this show
0: because every week
1: podcasting is kind of how we process our weeks and yeah. it ends up being therapy
0: for us so it was
1: shitty but even to, i'll be completely honest even today i shouldn't be here
0: well then that's what we're gonna do we're gonna uh treat it almost like uh, a festivus yeah nice i like it's it airing not well i think for you More so you. It's an airing of grievances. Well, no, you've got... For me, it's shitty. It's just shitty. Yeah, you know what? This is all it really is. Me and Bob
1: were like, listen, we're fucked up right now. We've had a lot happen in this month, and I need to do an episode to process it. So I think today, like, tomorrow I'm moving. There's a lot going on. We'll get to all of it. But, yeah, we realized, I think, how important this was to us, too, though, by not having it for three weeks. Because it was weird. My weeks felt
0: different they felt broken up i had episode 58 to edit yeah and and upload and it took me forever to to do that yeah like it took it took me weeks which is uncommon for you and i was just like and in the meantime uh, as you can now see i decided to get new microphones these things are amazing and new boom arms now we're entirely road everything is, is made by road the, the mixer, nice. The microphone. We're branded, baby. Yeah, we got, we can say, hey, road You know, if this thing takes off, we're just giving you free publicity. Yeah, so. not us that the- you need it. So, do you want to? How do you want to do this? Uh, do you want to just get yours out, stream of consciousness, get it out of the way?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I can. Your, we had your story on the way here, and you have a lot going on, and it was a very compelling listen. So, yeah. I'm gonna kind of hammer mine out of the way and give you.
0: One is named Remy. This is Remy. The other, Bobby Rocks. Bobby Rocks here. Together, they take you on weekly journeys of life from the point of view of Zenials, or people born in the late 1970s to mid-1980s. Their aim is to give a voice to the voiceless. It's the Xennial Odyssey podcast. Welcome to the Odyssey.
1: For people who don't know, me and Bob were going to have an episode last month called Remy's Going to be Homeless. Yeah. Because Remy was going to be homeless. Um, my situation's complex. I live with an ex. Wow, that was very Dr. Seuss-ian. Um, Great girl, though. Good friends. But I've just... I've been in that space too long. And she kind of deserves to have the freedom of that space. And she's dating a guy now. And she's... So... It was a progression that had to be made, but I thought I was going to be making it with a place to go. Yeah. Because I'm moving in with my buddy, and um, we just... The big problem, actually, honestly, kind of falls on me, because my kitty cat, I'm a cat guy, and most of the places are, like, no pets that I'm finding lately, and it's like, well, too fucking bad then. (laughs) I'm not not giving up my cat for anything. Um, Little irony aside, I am actually giving her up for, like, a month. So, anyway, it all came too quick. It's literally tomorrow, and so... um, my buddy, thankfully, Jamie, who we're going to have on now because it's going to be a lot easier when I live <laughs> in his basement. Um, we take the show on the road. We take the show. We just uh. one day when you pick me up, he just jumps the fuck in if he knows what's up. And he's like, go, 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 go quick. But it's very kind of them. But I'm going to be literally living in my friend's basement. And, you know, it, that it, it's it's a bit of a, a happiness hit for me. And it's, it's kind of relapsed me back into being sad, which I fight a lot. Because it's a chapter of my life that I, I loved. I love it there. I got great landlords, great people in the building. She has her cat chunks, too that I'm gonna lose, unfortunately. And so looking for places, packing and just dealing with everything in life has been fucking brutal. Like that like, for the first time in a long time, when my night at the end of my nights, I'm crying. Like I'm emotionally exhausted and physically exhausted. And um, you know, the difference between old me and new me, though is like, old me would have sort of um used it as an excuse or a crutch for behavior or certain things like well i'm going through a lot but there's none of that going on i'm not doing anything damaging to myself i'm just fucking
0: exhausted so it sounds like you don't turn it into old, old remy would become self-destructive remy <clears> 100 percent.
1: <throat> yeah yeah and so it's important to see the growth in yourself and i'm like oh, okay because this last month old remy would have just lost it he would have done drugs and fucked anyone and just he wouldn't have done things though that were beneficial to where he's trying to go what he's trying to do yeah um but yeah it, it's basically what the 23rd hour for me you know what i mean and it's been really hard yeah it's been really really hard you know and even then i have about a month in my buddy's basement and he's like listen you know we got kids and shit like so i have to really pray that in the next you know three weeks i do find a place you
0: well, know that was a, well, that's one thing i was going to ask when you said that you were it's you're going to be there a month is that guaranteed like or is that like a month limit
1: no i it's it's it, in not so many words it's kind of a month limit okay. yeah right. so you know it, again so even the transition tomorrow for most people moving would then be done and they'd be like all right now i can i can't it's going to be a transition and then another move so I've been miserable, man. And then an old school thing that happened. when Remember when my fucking face swolled up because of my tooth? Yeah. Well, it's happened again. Um, This whole side of my face is fucking swollen and hurts like shit. Is it the same tooth? No. I don't even know if it is a tooth. That's what's fucked up is it just started yesterday and my doctors aren't in Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So... I don't, to me, it's not emergency room worthy. Like yeah. my face hurts a little bit, but I have movement and shit, but it's freaking me out. It's another thing that's adding. Cause like, I woke up today and I was like, I don't want to be on camera with a fucking swollen face, but I had to, I had to do this. Yeah. I had to, cause this is the one place where I guess I kind of feel like I catch my breath, you know? and It's it, a place of reprieve. Yeah. And it gives me the opportunity to talk about it and stuff. So, so I'm just, you know, I'm freaking out, man. You who, like shitting in a different house, that's not your house, sleeping in a different house. That's, that's not... an
0: underrated thing, by the way, everybody. That's underrated. You know, when the you get freedom used, of it. When you get used to where you shit and that gets thrown out the window. Oh, fucking that's horrible. Dude. It's yeah, it's a scary thing. I brought it up for this specifically because exactly. it's like
1: so I'm gonna and I we could do a
0: whole episode about that. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Um,
1: and I can't bring my cat to their house because they have one. So I have to leave my cat with my roommate, which for me is the hardest part because she's she keeps me alive she literally is the sweetest most affectionate thing. So, so yeah, I'm bummed, man. I I feel kind of like a loser. Um and I know that's not it. I like I can go to a place that I can't find, but mm-hmm. it feels really loserish. It reminds me of like how I would feel at, like 19 or 20 just like sitting around smoking pot and doing nothing like. And that's what I need to be careful because I don't want this whole process to turn into self-loathing for me because yeah. that's that's dangerous, you know? I'm stepping up for my roommate. You know, I I had hoped she was going to be like, uh oh, no, you know what? You can stay till you find a place. Because that, to me, seems the most normal thing to do to someone. But no. But it, she's been like, nah. She's pushed it for a while. And I, I do respect that. Yeah. But it's like, and little shit, like, my fucking face hurts now. What's going on? Like, I'm freaking out. So, you know, I talked to my buddy um, the other day. And he was just like, yeah, man, I'm." he even said it. He's like, I'm fucking so overwhelmed with this process. And I'm like, I know. Is he in a similar boat to you? Yeah, he, um, he, is, he lost his place and then has to live with his dad now. Mm. And he's like, I can't fucking do this. So me and him agreed. We were both in a place where I'm like, let's get a place. And if we do it together, we can get something kind of dope. But we just haven't had luck yet. And the other thing is now, a lot of times modern places will be like, oh, come and put in an application. It's not like you go see it and say, I want this. That's how it used to be. Now you put in a fucking application and you wait 60 days to see if they'll hit you back. I don't know. It's been very demeaning and exhausting. And yeah, I just, um,
0: I want to die. I'm not going to kill myself, but I'm just, you're talking uh, like hyperbole. You're like, you're like, I want, I want, yeah, I yeah. want the world. I want this world to end.
1: Yeah. And I'm like exhausted, but it's not like there's no, tr- like even to say that it's like, no, wow. I wouldn't hurt myself. I don't harm myself, but it's been the reminder of like, ah, oh, and I'm I'm going to feel like a burden being there. And so it's been shitty, and and I guess you know we're gonna treat this month like we treated 2022. Once once we're done with this podcast, fuck this month. Oh, and it was my birthday too, and I had a terrible fucking birthday. Do so, you want to talk about that? No, no, not not particularly. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's it's just
0: me and Bob <laughs> are really positive. No, what do you like? Whoa, I, whoa. I had food poisoning on your birthday. I had food poisoning, and I. And I messed up my back to the point where it's still, it's probably like 90% of the way back. Yeah. But uh, one thing I did think about, because it was around the time of the last episode, we we recorded Aging Gracefully. Yeah. And then there I was. Not Aging Gracefully. No, no. And I said, oh, is this cruel. Cruel, cruel fate. Cruel twist of fate. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember just being like, oh, it's like Remy sat on his birthday and I'd, I'd love to. Take him out for ice cream, but I, can, I can't even stand up straight.
1: No, to Bob's credit, two days ago he hit me up and he's like, let's get ice cream. Literally, yeah.
0: And I was like, dude, I would
1: love to, but if I went and got ice cream right now, my roommate's going to be more of a bitch to me. Like, I just have to constantly be packing. And she has to see it as forward momentum, so it's like, but I'm taking you up on that cone this month. Well, next month.
0: Cone? Okay. Oh, no, we're getting specific. Like waffle cone? Oh, no, yeah. Let's, let's okay. do good. Maybe even. Maybe even... You know what's open now. Moose tracks? they're open somerset creamery's open oh the real one yeah yeah somerset creamery's the shit uh mr peepers never closes (laughs) and i love going there it's like february and they're like come get an ice cream i ran into your landlord there during covid no shit yeah and he saw me and he was just like you know do it do it what the hell are you doing here and i'm just like getting ice cream like everyone what what the fuck are you doing there i'm here with the missus yeah and i I was very tempted to be like did you just come from the eagle dining and dancing oh definitely that was their dessert. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it was, but it was, uh, it was good, and, and yeah. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, we're talking about literally all these ice cream places that are in the Greater Fall River area that are all around us, yeah. and they,
1: they take it pretty seriously. Yeah, they take um,
0: pierogies and. Yeah, they Portuguese cuisine and ice cream. Yeah, very, very serious fearless. in
1: this town. Hot dogs too, Coney Island, baby.
0: Oh yeah. yeah I, I don't know how to, that worked out, but I have gone to a couple of the hot dog places in the city.
1: But um, so I'm um, I'm stressed, man. I'm stressed, and I'm, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to kind of vent about it. And you it, can
0: keep going if, if there's any. You just got anything to grind your gears about? Yeah, you, ahead. Know,
1: it's, well, it's, you know. Well, you know, this all points to a bigger problem, and the bigger problem is that the world is pushing people out, dude.
0: Well, it's pushing out the lower classes, the lower class, and the marginalized yeah, people. yeah, yeah,
1: because they've made this process so damning and so unpersonal, mm-hmm. and it's like, on top of it, if you, yeah, man, it's like the difference between an eighteen hundred dollar apartment to twenty five hundred dollar apartment
0: is like, hood shit with broken windows, beautiful house. So it's like, and at the point of twenty five hundred, I would just say, "Why am I not just paying a mortgage?" Yeah,
1: why us? am I not just getting? That's that's what okay. I mean. So, so it's it's tough. It's a self filling prophecy. This is still at the tail end of losing my dad three months ago, which which mm-hmm. sort of set me off on a very um, emotional year. Yeah. So it's 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 been tough, man. Trouble sleeping, fucking, just you know, anxiety. It's almost like it reminds me of when we used to work at a certain place together. It's like that level of anxiety all the time.
0: Yeah. Um. I yeah i agree i i because i again it's been so long i don't know if people even remember even if uh, they literally just listened to the episode just before listening to this one when it eventually does come out but at the end of that place i mean that place was to say that place was toxic is the understatement of understatements our old job we speak of where we work with children i left i left i left it with trauma that i did not have 100 percent prior to that i left i left it with this uh you know post-traumatic stress and i i'm on leave at my current job because, because this current it. job started to give me those kind of feelings again and i said i'm not sucking it up i'm not just dealing with it i'm getting the fuck out of here guys are taking a quick intermission break feel free to enjoy some intermission music until they return momentarily so turn it up
1: Let's of that into your story. Because um, okay. you've, you've had a hell of a month, too, man, and very different than mine. But very exhausting, and, you know, it's, it's a very compelling story. So right. thank you for listening to me, bitch, for 15 minutes. I just need a fucking hug. So, yep. But, yeah, Bob, please take it, because cause you had a hell of a month in March, too.
0: All right. I guess I'll start from the beginning. At the beginning of the f- March, I was uh, just... I've been looking for jobs. I was uh, connecting with people I hadn't connected with in a while. It was good. Uh, one of the jobs I was looking at, there was something happened with HR where they said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do a phone interview, an initial phone interview on this date at this time." I reached out to them uh, because that time, like fifteen minutes, came and went. Reached out to them with every contact they had. I didn't hear back until like three days later. And part of me's like, eh, that's not a good look. Yeah. That misrepresents you wanting to go there if they don't have their shit together. I also uh, applied for other jobs. So I applied for this job that was really just like my job. And it was really on the bottom rung. But they're the first one that gets back to me. So I had to uh, do that interview. Mm -hmm. Wowed them. And I heard back from that first place. We started rolling the ball with that again. And now I'm in crunch time because around march 9th i was heading to vegas and this is like really starting to come up on this stuff and i'm like i have to get this done i have to get this done I, i'm like, i'm being open and honest with these people i'm going to be gone for this amount of time i op- i openly shot that job down when they were like oh why don't you come take a tour of one of our residential programs i'm like actually i'm gonna go with a different job yeah. that i didn't have yet
1: good for you though. and
0: then right as karma says i get like a an email from that job just saying they're doing a reorg of that department mm. And they left it open. They didn't say, so the job no longer exists. They just kind of left it open. Interesting. I go to Vegas. Vegas is going to be its own segment in and of itself. And I, so I left there with a the cliffhanger of this job that I really wanted. It was my number one. Mm-hmm. And I, I left for Vegas. Before I left for Vegas, my, I, we were going out to Vegas because uh, my wife was competing in a bodybuilding competition. Yeah. She long ago, long ago, she was on the episode, She was on the, uh, on the podcast, Sherry Lynn. Shout out. And she gets in contact with the promoter. And the promoter tells her that she can't compete. Mm. And when she asks why, the response that she gets is that it's because she's a pro. No, but she, she's not yeah. um, so, on pro level yet, right? So my, the way my wife has been operating, and she is, she did win her pro card. She has never competed as a pro, oh. and and there were other people she saw who had done the same thing, and they still competed as amateurs, mm-hmm. almost like they were they would do getting ready competitions mm-hmm. to get ready for becoming a pro. And that's what she treated the Las Vegas one as. She was gonna it was gonna open up 2023, and then she was gonna springboard from there. Okay. And they told her, well, you know, there was this law that was passed in 2020, and uh, once you win your pro card, you're a pro, you can't compete as an amateur. Mm. So, I mean, we're, we're literally like five days before the competition, six days before the competition, and her first gripe is, well, you could have let me know earlier than this. And then she said, rightfully so, she had seen people do exactly what she'd done over the last two and a half, three years. Mm. So she just finds it funny that it's now something that's being enforced. Yeah. And uh, she why got, do you think that is? I think it's because they had a low turnout and they knew that she would have just fucking killed everything. That sucks, though. That was and, her right. And you're and you you are you are correct. And at the same time, they didn't want the backlash from someone who just mainly mainly competes on the East Coast hmm. going out to the West Coast just, just, just to like, just a shit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these people when technically they're a pro. But anyway, the feedback she ultimately got was just like, sorry, nothing we can do they did re- reimburse her, her money which is good but so I mean, the we, reason that you guys went out to Vegas just never happened yeah and she really wanted to cancel going out to Vegas yeah and i had to sit there and be like well we do have like we do have like 5 6 people that are going out here too to support you but they're up, they were also going out here to have a vacation mm-hmm. so why don't we still do that and and it literally took us contacting every single person and unanimously being like we're still going yeah so we did start uh literally the connecting flight that we took from new york city to las vegas had a medical emergency in air luckily did not require us to land like it was not that serious but it was still serious enough where you know everyone knows who's been on a plane you can hit the button to call for a flight attendant so i started hearing that and it was literally like
1: uh, I'm,
0: i'm gonna see if i can just, it's not going to be complete, but I'm going to use the sound pad just for like something like, okay, well, yeah, well, this is, this is fitting. So just imagine you, you hear, you hear that and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. My, my initial thing is I always look up to see if they've turned the, the light, the belts on. Uh, The no smoking is always going to be on. I always find that funny. That you fine. can't smoke on a plane, but they still have the no, but whatever. And then like, you know, a little bit goes by and then it's like, oh, okay. I don't know, and then literally it's like. They, like, should, I mean, they should use that sound, actually. Yeah. And so, and then I hear a commotion behind me on the plane. Do you know what happened? No, I, I, all I know is somebody was laying down in the aisle, Ooh. and there were there were like three flight attendants, but they were talking to the person. So the person was awake and conscious. Okay, okay. Maybe um, somebody seized. No, I th- if it was a seizure, they would have they would have like just dropped us at the nearest airport. The person would have gotten off, and then we would have had to figure it out. Wow. But they didn't. However, what that led to was I had a wonderful like ninety minute conversation love- with an older gentleman. Who was going out to Las Vegas for a conference, and mm-hmm. he went out there early to have fun. And he told me about the best—he um, told me about the best cigar bar to go to. Oh, that's in, cool in Vegas. And he said, it, and it was in uh, Caesar's Palace. Mm. And so I was like, "All right, all right, great." And then uh, he just wished me well. We talked about sports because I can do that. Plane uh, flights
1: conversations can be amazing. I've met some really cool people on
0: flights, dude. So we landed probably like ten forty-five a.m. Yeah, out in Vegas. We immediately go to a, a, a local diner and we get set up. One grilled cheese was $33. I wish. I wish. No, the breakfast was decent. Like that that, that was decently priced. It was by the airport. It was decently priced. It was in an actual neighborhood. Oh, all right. As it wasn't was nowhere. It was nowhere near the strip. It there was actually go. like where locals go. Uh and we come rolling in there with fucking bags and just screaming, we're tourists. Yeah. Like, but I'm but sure anyway. they're used to that. Yeah. But anyway. This was Thursday. Thursday was, was, Thursday was a pretty good day. One of her best friends and her husband got in. They were staying at the Flamingo. The Flamingo has this, uh, and they're all like, it's like across the street from the Bellagio and uh, Caesars and MGM Grand. Yeah. And, and they have this little like boulevard that they built that has all shops and pubs and bars. Oh, that's cool. And that was great. You could hang out there all alone. Like, and so they were just like, hey, we're going to do this, this, this. And we're just setting up and we're just game planning to meet up. Yeah. I pull out my CPAP machine. Oh. And I plug it in, I plug in and just get it set up and all that. It has, uh, once you plug it into the wall, it has on the button, it has a button on top you hit and that's what starts it. And it has a little green uh, light. Okay. Let you know that it's got electricity. Okay. I plug it in, that light turns on and then fades away. That has never happened. I'm like, okay. Long story short, with that, found out that the core, the power cord was broken during flight. Oh. Uh. Because I did check my. My bag at the gate. I do that a lot. I don't check it. Like I do that. Oh, we're looking for safe space, and I'm like, "Hey, check away." It was in its. It was in its travel bag in my travel bag, which I find weird. So it just tells me that they damaged the prong.
1: Yeah, they threw you shit.
0: Yeah, so I had to go the whole trip, and I'm apologetic to my wife because we had just gotten to a point where I'm like really not snoring anymore. Yeah, I'm sleeping throughout the night. It's all great, and like, and I'm just like, I am so sorry because yes, I'm going to snore, and then she's kind of, she could just tell I was like pissed off, and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. Little did I know, that was like the omen. That was like the the fucking omen of what was to come. Yeah. So Thursday was great. We go out to this restaurant. It's really nice. We go to the Laugh Factory, the famous Laugh Factory.
1: Yeah, very famous.
0: And uh, great shows. We had a great time. I go to get a lift back from the Tropicana, which is at the bottom, the south end of the Strip. This is when your nightmare began. And my wife booked us at the Strat, which is the northest kind of really resort on the Strip. In reality, it, we're talking three miles, and on Lyft it was fifty six dollars. Jesus and I'm Christ. I'm like holy shit, and then um and then you realize you're gonna have to be doing that constantly, right? Well, no, because I up until then I had only used Lyft because to me Lyft had always been cheaper. Yeah. So the, the people we were with were like just check it out on Uber, and I look check it out on Uber, and it's like fifteen bucks. Oh, okay. To me, and that's no brainer. Yeah. So the next day we have other people flying in. We, we we were all kind of broken up how we were coming in. The next day we have people coming in. They call me at six in the morning. They're, they they land they landed in Minneapolis, mm. so it's seven in the morning to them. And I'm just like trying to tell them like, dude, I'm already like adjusted to like three hour difference. Why are you calling me this early? It's like nine o'clock back home. I'm like, yeah, but it's six a.m. out here. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Like this is six a.m. is rough for me. whatever time zone I'm. I didn't ask need. for a wake up call. So anyway, I, that's the day I go. I go to the barber. It's what I'd like to do on vacation. I just like to hit yeah, up a barber. He always, once. he always
1: glows up first thing. Get
0: the get just get pampered. I'm just gonna call it what it is. You can call me bougie. You can call whatever. I, I I think that's for a guy. That's like nothing. No, better. No. it doesn't matter if you have hair or not. Like not matter about get guys, gun up, girls. Give fuck me the it. give me the fade. Bob will beard. always.
1: You can always tell Bob's in vacation fuck mode because he'll always post a picture right out
0: of the barber with a yep. fresh fade, yep. looking fucking tight. So we go to uh we meet up with everybody mm-hmm. my f- my friends who came in they got uh, an immediate upgrade oh. at their hotel and they white people I'm assuming they, Yeah, well, of course, yeah. And and they they had they literally had the room from the hang like they had the room like that from the hang. Holy hangover. shit. Living room, separate bedrooms, Mike separate Tyson, bathrooms. Mike Tyson Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed away from that. They had a uh fridge that was full of top shelf liquor and beer and candies and all like to the point where I'm like, this isn't like your regular, yeah, that's going to cost you $50. i am like, that'll probably cost you 30 bucks, but that's badass. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, Damn. Uh, so we go out with them, and then we meet up with everybody. and we, So we go to uh, an America's Got Talent oh, reunion that's that's tour. kind of cool. Which was cool. It's I'm, corny, never, but it's cool. And I never watched it, but they had a lot of people on there. If anyone who does watch it, Cody Lee was like the headline. He, I didn't know who Cody Lee was before that, and I was just like, wow. Blew my mind. For anyone who doesn't know, he is a, he's a biracial... A blind autistic individual. And he can just play music with soul that very few people have. Yeah, it almost like harkens
1: back to like old blues musicians Mm -hmm. from the 20s and 30s. And I recorded them.
0: I I took some, I I won't play it on here, but I'll play it for you. next. So you can hear it. A bucket list thing that is from America's Got Talent that I always had, Light Balance. Yeah, those guys—the the guys from the Ukraine who create like the suits that light up—and they, and they do, do like dance, routines. Cool dance routines, dance routines. Oh. And I got to see them live; get to check that off the bucket list. This is where this trip starts to take a turn, though. Okay, I start getting GI pains, like I still, yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I just got bad gas. I, and yeah, and to, to everyone who was around me, sorry, I was dropping bombs. But it wasn't making the pain go away. And I'm just like, okay, this is a problem. Oh, shit. So my friends are still, uh, people are kind of like this, that. And I want to hang out, but but my wife can see. And she's just really being like, just say you want to go back to the hotel. Yeah, you're allowed And finally I did. And next day I felt worse. Interesting. And I didn't sleep well. Did you get food poisoning? And No, no. Because I could, I I mean, I wanted to eat. But at the same time, I was like, I just didn't have energy. I didn't want to do anything. Interesting. And I still had the GI, like. Yeah. But there was nothing, there was no diarrhea or stuff. Like that yeah. stuff wasn't coming with it, oh, that's which was good. weird. So the Saturday was a wash, and my friends who flew out the day before were leaving the next day. They were really only out there for like 36 hours. Mm. And I felt bad. And everyone else went out like the old Vegas. Old Vegas is like beautiful. They have this thing that covers like the street and they do a light display. And I was just like, and there were a lot of people. And and I, I thought I could deal with that, but I couldn't. Yeah, I'm not good with yeah. that anymore, really. The other thing I couldn't deal with was how the people acted, the people who were selling you stuff, everywhere. The homeless people were great, by the way. They, they were the least annoying of everybody. So everyone's like an aggressive peddler out there? Yeah. The one thing, that, and I didn't tell you this off the air, I'll tell you now. The one thing I saw that was absolutely deplorable is there was a guy who was homeless, and he set up his tent. It was nighttime. And he was sleeping, and somebody opened his tent to lay down and take a selfie with him oh and i said that is disgusting that is just terrible but oh, yeah man that's all the gross. people we uh wow. we went to see the bellagio waterfall display mm-hmm. aka the squirts yeah <laughs> yeah and there was a there was a group that was uh out in front of the bellagio doing like dancing and acrobatic performances and my wife wanted to check that out i was hanging back it's fine and when it came time to asking for money they were demanding like at least twenty dollars from people Dude. And then they were trying to justify by saying, if you give this four of us, you give us $20, that's $5 a person. But to that, I say, you guys are doing this thing once an hour for probably, like, 12 hours. So you should just be grateful with any money you get. Yeah, no, nah, it's crazy that, like, what used to be an avenue for people to perform now has become a, it's like an aggressive sales pitch. Yeah, it's, like, annoying as fuck. So uh, Saturday's a wash. I, what I did is I sat in the room and I watched that Netflix series on that, um, that family from the Carolinas. That was crazy, right? Yeah. They just keep
1: getting murdered.
0: Yeah. And I, but I'm just like, how the fuck does this This just let you know how powerful you are in a small town? Yeah. Like, anyway, the next day, I'm feeling a little better. My wife's like, let's go to Zach Bagan. For anyone who doesn't know, Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures. He's that
1: douchebag. He is a douchebag. We let's call it honest. douchebag ghost
0: hunters. Yeah. Um, I actually, I think he dresses like a douchebag, but I think in reality he's not... I think he's pretentious, but he's not as much of a douchebag. as Oh, he looks. I believe it's a performance, yeah. probably. Yeah, but yeah. I, but what I mean by that is I actually think he'd probably be like a decent guy to like. Yeah, hang I agree when he's not wearing the persona. <laughs> yeah, like Eddie Bauer, Eddie Bauer, everything. Yeah, and the spiked hair. So my my wife and I had have been to his haunted museum. Yeah, and it's in Old Vegas. It's it's literally an old mansion that has been many things in its time, and he uses that to, as a place to collect artifacts that are haunted that he gets from places and. For anyone who's never been, who's into that kind of stuff, that's a, that's like a mecca that you need to go to. So this was a plus. Yeah, that's cool. This, this was I would love to check that shit out. Uh, he has Dr. Kevorkian's van. No shit. In, inside. It has a room, and it's inside the van. But why? Because um, it's a morbid curiosity, essentially? Yeah, yeah it's part, it falls under that. He has, uh, he has the cauldron that Ed Gain boiled. Really? Bodies into. Yep.
1: Wow. Yep. I'd make soup in that.
0: Probably he, some really good flavoring. He has a room that's dedicated to select. He has Brandon Lee's leather coat from the crow from the crow yep oh yep he also has uh patrick swayze's passport but he has he has one of his teeth why and how i don't i don't, I don't know he has the chair that was in the hotel room that michael jackson died in that's crazy like, he has some pretty more it sounds stuff. cool like, i mean it sounds cool yeah and so that day was a good that was a good day did you know you
1: can go you can ask for a special like ghost hunting package there and like they'll send you to another room and you can do like EVP yes. and
0: I just didn't want to I just paid for the one where you could yeah, get yeah, yeah. you could get to see like six rooms that you can not you get to the basement where there was history of satanic rituals yeah. apparently and uh, Jenna Jameson lived there when she was a child with her with kinda, her mom and kind of tells you everything doesn't and it and she said that like yeah there was some fucked up shit that would go on in in that place and wow. so yeah the basement was pretty scary and then you get to the last room, and there's just a pentagram that takes up the whole floor. So once you walk in that room, you're you're stepping on a pentagram. No shit. So there were and there were a lot of people that go in there that are like hardcore, believe in that stuff, and it is they were freaking out. Because like they, they didn't step they in were, it on it. They were just very yeah. upset that they found that very irresponsible. That's probably why it's at yeah. the end of it. So that's good. So we're 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 enjoying ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we're gonna fly out. So we're Wait, like, so
1: did, like the stomach thing never came. Anything came of it?
0: No, it, it went away by like Sunday. So Ooh, okay. I was, I was, re- I was fine. So Sunday night, this uh, group of adults decided to rent out multiple hotel rooms. I don't even laugh.
1: This fuck gets and crazy. They, they
0: rented the the room next to us, and they put their teenagers in there to have a birthday party, and they left. What I can only assume is a child between the ages of four and like eight in that room. And that child is up now past, like, 11, 12, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But people are telling him to go to bed. They're throwing a temper Vegas tantrum. Vegas is a fucking den of sin, bro. These these young individuals were so respectful that they were, like, trying to open the connecting door multiple times. Yeah, that would fuck. Dude, I know the difference between me and you, and this is where it would be evident. I would
1: have gotten arrested because I would have kicked that fucking door open and talked to those motherfuckers.
0: The thought did cross my mind. But then they then they they were running the hallways and they were trying to open, door, knocking on doors, opening doors. They were doing that to, to ours. And finally, my wife and I, now at this point, I had put on my YouTube, no, my Netflix account, mm-hmm. and we were just killing Key and Peel. Yeah. Just whatever. And like we're trying to wind down. That shows like comfort food. And finally, we just get to the point where we call security. And I had never had any interaction with hotel security at, in, in Vegas up to that point. And when they knocked on the door, so they knock on your door first if you're the one making the complaint. They just want to get all the, the ducks in a row. I am presented with five adult men. Easily, each one is over six feet tall. They're all wearing body armor because of the Vegas shooting. I think. And they just and they are legit. They look like they look like SWAT. And I'm mm. like Jesus. So I tell them the story, and they they knock on the door, and I can hear what's going on. Parents come back in that room, and there's like shouting matches between you know teenage children and parents, and it gets quiet for a little bit. I'm like okay. Then I hear the security guys come back. And I see people kind of going, coming in and out of that room, whatever. And they just tell me like, okay, so they're looking to move. I found out later that really meant that they were just moving the kids into another room. Different room, And adults were coming into that room. And it didn't change the dynamic at all. And then they told me that they uh, had called in a complaint on us, my wife and I saying that we were doing the exact same thing that they, we accused them of doing. And I said... Little fucking cunts. I was just like, seriously? Like We have a connecting flight to the East Coast tomorrow. We're we're trying to go to sleep. That's why we called this in. And the guy, he was very nice, but he said, I, I, I understand your concern. I get it. But they have to err on the side of caution. But my supervisor, the way it looks to my supervisor is it's two rooms going back and forth. Yeah. So I, I have to issue you both a final warning. That's so fucking stupid. And we're going to try to, if you can just bear with us till midnight... We didn't try to get them situated. They then called our room and talked to my wife, and they asked us if we wanted to move rooms. And my, and my wife said, so we call, we make a complaint against somebody else that's being rude and obnoxious, and you, the solution is to move us? And they said, no, it's just an option that we're giving to you. We're trying that's to move them, too. So at this point, I pulled out my phone. I set it up facing the connecting door, and I recorded the next 90 minutes. They said it would be resolved by midnight. It was not resolved until 1.15 in the morning. Wow. And when it was resolved, it was the parents moving in that room and the parents just being passive aggressive. I could, I could clearly tell they were just being passive aggressive because at this point, either way, we're fucked. They call, we call. Yeah. We're both getting kicked out. That's really how I looked at it. Now, all right. So I just wanted that evidence in case they came back. I can go. I have a video of the last 90 minutes yeah. where you can see that nobody on our end came near that door. And where all the noise, because you could hear the noise, yeah. coming from their room. And at that point, I mean, I'm just like, I'm, I'm super, just ready to go home.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it sounds very annoying. It's so exhausting. we're so
0: we're leaving, and my wife's luggage handle breaks, mm. so she can no longer like drag it on the wheels. She has to carry it everywhere. Uh, it's a, the be- little things. Benefit to being a bodybuilder. I mean, she was yeah. prepared for that. So then we get on the plane, and she didn't order us seats together, so she had to figure that out. She got us in an emergency row, which I could give a shit about. Yeah, you're gonna give me the training on how to open a door in a case of emergency. Do you feel comfortable with this? And I was like, yeah, because I get like three lead, three feet of leg room, and I don't, and I don't have to pay for like extra room. Yeah. So we were in the row where the the flight attendants sit directly across from us. A wonderful, lovely, lovely human being to us, telling us about being a flight attendant and about how she's stationed in Boston, but she lives in Nashville. Yeah. And she was telling us about you know how uh, in East Boston is where all the tenements get bought up by the uh, flight companies, and, oh. then they, and then they put like three into a room, four into a room, nine to twelve into an apartment, and it costs you four hundred bucks a month, and you know sleeping on bug beds and all that. But hey, if it's it's not like your home, yeah, you're home somewhere else. And, it's home away from yeah. home. And they and she said they work like four days a week, so it's it's okay. So that was that was good. That's interesting. Yeah, that was good. And then. We get back. I'm getting back into my routine. I'm uh, talking with the companies, a couple of the companies reaching back out to me. Nice. And then I get food poisoning. Fucking Bob, man. And, at the, and my wife got it too. And at the same time, I fucked my back up to the point where uh, the first days with the food poisoning, it felt like my kidneys were aching and throbbing. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. But then it migrated to my actual like spine and my lower back. Wow. And I'm talking like ibuprofen, pillows, yoga stretching, Just to lay flat and go to sleep. And at some point in the first like three, four days, it would wake me up in the middle just of the night. Up. And uh and it would be hard to go back to sleep. And it took me days and days and days to get over that. God damn. At some point in there, I'm just not even going to like, there's no, there's no suspense to this last, just like uh, really this month needs to end. And it's just, it ended in tragedy. Because a good friend of mine and he, he came on two episodes, Steve Hayward had uh, an illness that ultimately led to medical complications and he lost his life because of it. It's awful, man. And I did not find out until in between the food poisoning, his girlfriend had reached out to me because she didn't have my number. So she was waiting till she could get access to his phone. Mm. And then she got access, got my number and then and was telling me and giving me updates. And, uh, and they, you had just seen him not long before. Yeah, I had just seen him literally like two weeks. Yeah. The week we were, we were leaving for Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, I had uh, recorded with him. He had, he had asked me if I'd come by. He wanted to switch from acoustic to electric. For anyone who's seen, we, I did the videos yep. where I was just hanging out with him, and he just wanted to play his acoustic. And yeah, he went from there, and, and we were going to hang out that whole week up until I was leaving. And then on the Tuesday, he said he just wasn't feeling well. I checked with him on the Wednesday. He said he still wasn't feeling well. And like a week later, I find out he's in the hospital in really serious kind of shape. And then literally a week after that, he's gone. And we literally, we literally just had the uh, the wake and the, and the service for him. And that was nice. It was really nicely done. A celebration. He would have liked it. He was a person that wanted you to. He was
1: celebrated in this process. Yes. Yeah, you had talked to me about it.
0: He, but he was a person that if you were going to celebrate him, you should celebrate the imperfections, the bad stuff as much as the good the real, stuff. The real part. The Be- real shit. Because you, you should paint the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Because he, he, he was a person that said, like, we are all flawed. We all have our imperfections. And, and it's it's being real yeah man I mean, he's
1: a part of the show
0: um he definitely affected it early on and
1: um it sucks you know and i'm and, um, me and bob talk a lot on the show about how we've married more friends than our parents who were twice yeah. our fucking age you know it sucks you know yeah. me and bob had talked about it and but the only thing to take away and i know you understand this is just celebrate your people celebrate your fucking people like every moment because it's that quick it's that fucking queer. Any moment, us driving back, you just don't know. So it's tragic, but it did, from what you told me in depth about like the process, the procession, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It all sounds very beautiful and very befitting yeah. of him, but. Doesn't make it easier when someone goes too young. It doesn't make it easier mm-hmm.
0: when you lose a great friend. And there is a I've I've come to terms with it. It was very quick because I was able to come to terms with this quick. And you got to make peace with him. It, make peace with him. I did get to see him in the hospital. Hold they, his hand. And let him know he's squeezed, loved. Squeeze his hand. Tell him I love him. That because that's what he did. As a you know saying goodbye to someone. Love Give you, the, bro. Yeah, love you, bro. And he did that with everybody. Didn't matter. So that those are the last words he actually spoke to me in Which person. Which is beautiful. It's the same thing my dad spoke to me, and he passed away on the four-year anniversary of the death of my dad. So that's fucking awful. Um, initially, I'm so sorry, Bob. Initially, it's awful. But at the same time, there were two people that were close. Yeah,
1: actually, I, so, okay. There's beauty in it. So as there well. is there is
0: beauty in it because um, he
1: had gone to your dad a couple times, right? When just... he
0: was when he was still battling his demons, he one person he reached out to was he reached out to my to my dad, and uh, that's awesome. Was just looking for someone to talk to, maybe that just different than talking to family. So they met back up, and uh, he came he came to my parents' house and just yeah. talked for like you know two hours. My dad, boomer, like you said, boomer, and like I'll probably offer him a beer. And he was, he did, he did have uh, struggles with alcohol. Uh, so he was probably looking for help with that. And I say that half-jokingly. No, time. no, like, I, hey. I know what like, you it's, like it's like a, an endearment thing. Like, yeah. hey, hey, come on over. You want a beer? Well, I'm actually here to talk about that. Well, then have a beer. And it's very <laughs> boomer, too, to yeah. just offer that first. But I'm sorry, man. That, that's tough, and I'm sorry. But this month, yeah, yeah. So for both of us, this month really can just go, go. away. It yeah. really can.
1: Yeah, that, and that's what this episode, look at that, right on time, too. Yeah,
0: That's what this episode was
1: about, is us processing the last month and um, sharing our thoughts with you guys and, and also letting you know that, like, we hated not doing it for three weeks. Yeah, it, it was sucked, torture. But I had to pack and do shit, and there'll still be stuff going on, but there's always mm. going to be time every week for this show. Yeah, and this is episode
0: 59. Crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, we're we're, mo- we're chugging along. and uh, By the time you guys hear this, I'll be, have a home. Yeah, it'll, by the time they hear this, we will be almost at the one-year anniversary. This podcast has been live. No shit. Yeah. It's been a fucking great ride. Yeah, it man. has. Even today, I already feel better. Like, oh, yeah.
1: I'm going in tomorrow so panicked. But just
0: today, I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. You should tell Jamie for every time he drops something of yours, if he's helping you, and he breaks something, or every time that he tells you something that, like, just as, like, almost anticipating, like, you can't do this, this, this while you're here, you should tell them that's an extra 10 minutes he owes us on the show. (laughs) Fair
1: enough. Just (laughs) wait. No, he's going to have no fucking excuse when I live there. Yeah. No excuse. And if I have to kidnap him, I'll get yelled at. I'll take the brunt. But- we need to do a Jamie episode, man. Yeah, we it, do. It fit
0: in really well. We do. He is the first follow. He's the first person that followed us. We almost had him for the, the wrestling thing. <laughs> we, we, did. we We lost some footing and things got a little out of hand. But um, I think it's better that way. I agree. Because five people... It would have right, been well, sloppy. Well, let me, let me put it this way. On the one hand, that would have been an extra person to provide body heat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the I, fucking shit cold. of death. Because it was cold. That was the day Bob yeah. hated me. That was the day I hated... Uh, but I hated life. Like, I just everything... <laughs> This entire studio, I packed up, and I'll never do that again. Yeah, that was I, fucking
1: I, awful, okay. Let man.
0: me put it this way: I would do that again if we were going to do like a live cast where we're like, say, we we went to a benefit or we yeah. went somewhere. Like, if the this is one thing I have honestly, um, I have honestly wanted to do since we really started doing the podcast is in April. We're coming up on the anniversary of Pat, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to get together with a lot of the people, a lot of people in music, or just people who were touched by Pat, and get together and do something like a tell to something like raise get together raise money for and, cancer and and shit. donate it to the cancer society for the cancer that he had. I love that. And 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 we could live that could be our like first live. Have Kelly in, have um that dude I was fight with in <laughs> Tony. Tony Nese. Yeah. But we could I mean we could get like we could get DJ T Rex. Yeah. And if we reached out we could get Rachel who had the show before Pat. Yeah. And we could get Tony and Andy Mounter on and we get Kelly. We could get all these we get his mom on. Yeah. And that would be- Oh, it won't be a dry eye in the house. That would be great, too. And to even do something like that for my friend, and I know with my my with Steve Hayward, that would be a, like a lot of hardcore, which would be fine. I, I would just have to get like soundproof yeah, <laughs> right things. Cause I'd be like, it's kind of hard to tell. Really where, where should we set up? Why don't we just set up right in the middle of the mosh pit? Like we're live streaming from the mosh pit. Hey, so hey, hey, let me pick you up. Let me pick you up. Um, but yeah, to do things like that, uh, are things that I, I think of, and it doesn't have to be. I know, like with Pat, that's like three weeks away. It doesn't have to be something, but that would be because some people have said, oh do you guys live cast and live stream? And I'm like, not yet, but we could.
1: Yeah, there has to be like, everything's been done with steps. And as you see, everything's evolved really quickly. So just stay tuned, guys. Yeah. We're just at a, at this point, we're pacing ourselves properly. So we don't overshoot and
0: exhaust ourselves. I think we've one thing that also came out of this hiatus we took was we have slowed it down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because we were at a lightning pace. Yeah, dude i look back and i go fuck 60 episodes in a, in a year that's like more than one a week no i know it was it was a lot you um, were doing a lot man yeah uh, but i've i i wouldn't change it oh, i no, loved, I loved it yeah i've actually been able to sell to like these jobs things i can do now with like audio visual yeah, it's cool like, to add to what we You've do been working on music with people i'm looking forward to recording some music
1: with you to be yeah, honest
0: i'm looking you know i'm looking forward to um we could go through your SoundCloud and see like we're really like cherry picking. Yeah, man. Uh, just remember, no covers. Got to yeah, be no, original. I can I know. Yeah, that's just fine all, though. Yeah, that's fine.
1: No, that's a great yeah. idea. I'd love and- to. But um, but yeah, I'm grateful for this and. Regardless of how I'm feeling right now, in a month or two I'm going to be in an amazing, better yep. space for me. And sometimes part of evolving is painful. And Bob, you've gone through a lot too, but it's all yep. strength, it's all growth, and it all keeps us moving. So
0: one positive that came out of this month, I check them out on Wednesdays. They have a podcast, but they don't they don't do it like this. They okay. do it they do it without microphones. Yeah, uh, it's called the Probably Wrong Podcast. It's all about local sports. It's uh, three guys, and the two of them, at least two of them, I'm not sure if the if three of them, but uh, Mike Snellgrove definitely has followed us and he shares our uh, episodes when they come out. Nice. Gives us shout outs if I'm on the episode on Facebook Live. Yeah. Uh which I appreciate. Thanks, Mike. And That's and cool. Tony. Tony, the one of the other hosts, he follows, he gives shout outs too and um up, Tony. And they uh, yeah, I, I chime in with sports things. Sometimes I trolling, sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know how Bob they know, works. and they know when yeah. I'm and I'm not. And uh but it's it's all good. It's help it helps them facilitate the show, but I appreciate what they do for the for the show too. Yeah, thank you. And um I think I'm good for uh for this episode today. yeah
1: man no I I think we uh we we did what we needed I feel lighter I feel better I'm ready to go home and keep packing and
0: smoke some weed so maybe we can get together uh all of we can get together and start like really breaking down your soundcloud yeah I love that and we can yeah and we can do a Remy's musical meanderings I like it is that good yeah we could just that that, that, there you go episode 60's title you got it first and that's when Jake Giles freeze frame comes <laughs> up. I would have done that for 10 I minutes. Know, I know.
1: I knew Bob was gonna full hand quick on that. Yep.
0: Alright uh, guys, thank you. We love you. Yeah, yeah. Hope you guys like the new uh the new setup and uh we'll as always we'll keep tinkering with and it. And don't judge me because I'm a swollen face. I'm literally dying. He's fine. He's fine. Take care, everybody. Love you.